Let us pray together. Dear God, what is your church unless we are filled with your Holy Spirit? And so we invite you yet again to fall afresh upon us here today. Melt us, mold us, use us, and transform us to speak and to act and to be more and more like Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. So if I gave you a pen and paper this morning, how would you describe your most intimate experiences of God? Maybe an encounter with God through music or prayer, through a conversation, through the splendor of nature, through music. An experience that a video camera might not pick up at all, but completely transformed the direction of your life. He's trying to describe the indescribable. Heaven, visiting earth, God's spirit filling these 120 Galilean followers of Jesus. In verse 2, he tells us, the sound that suddenly fills their room is like, is like the rush of a violent wind. You know, until this week, I had never noticed that this is a simile, this is figurative Descriptive speech, like a violent wind. And then in verse 3, the NIV puts it this way, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Friends, I take that to mean that a video camera may not have picked up any of this. Now, I'm not saying this to cast doubt on these events, not at all. What I'm trying to do is to help to narrow the gap, the gap that we often fill between Pentecost and what we ourselves experience in worship when we gather together, as it says in verse 1, in one place together. You know, here in worship... We've probably never experienced either a windstorm or a firestorm yet. But who of us, on our way home from East Chestnut some Sunday, hasn't said to a friend, Wow, today when we gathered in the middle and we sang those hymns together, or when so-and-so shared during community life, didn't we sense the spirit moving? Couldn't we sense something powerful moving in our midst? 
even though a video camera may not have picked up any of it. Haven't we experienced this? So who is the Holy Spirit? Within the Trinity of God, the Holy Spirit is the midwife who brings to life new and beautiful things. At the birth of the universe, God's Spirit hovers over the face of the waters. In Hebrew, the word for spirit is ruach, and I have us say that every year, ruach, let's say that, which means wind or breath. And at Pentecost, she hovers over Jerusalem and brings the church of Jesus Christ to life. She is the comforter, the advocate, the enlivener. She comes to groan with sighs too deep for words when we know not how to pray. She comes to agitate for what is right and good, to remind us of the words and the ways of Jesus, and to guide us into all truth. Thanks be to God. Now back in our story in Jerusalem, video footage would very definitely show what comes next in our story. A growing cacophony of voices. This group of uneducated Galileans suddenly speaking in every language and tongue of the Roman Empire. Speaking it with ease and beauty and fluency. Speaking about God's reconciling love in Jesus Christ. A love that death could not hold in its power. And video would surely show the joy, the joy. Joy is a sure sign of the Holy Spirit in their faces. Would surely, the video would surely pick up this polyglot hubbub, now drawing a crowd of curious onlookers who wonder if these folks, even though it's 9 a.m., have gotten an early start on happy hour. And drawing a crowd is easy this morning since it's Pentecost, the Jewish harvest festival of first fruits. And the streets of Jerusalem are packed with tens of thousands of pilgrims from every corner of the empire. And you know, one of the things, if you've ever traveled overseas, that you may have experienced is that When you've been in a foreign environment, there is nothing like suddenly hearing your mother tongue. And that's what these pilgrims suddenly hear. They hear these folks speaking about God in their mother tongues. And they're all ears because of this.
And what these folks talk to them and share with them about blows them away, bewilders them, so that they ask in verse 12 this beautiful question, what does this all mean? What does Pentecost mean? And the interesting thing is that last year, this is the very same question that Linda Herr drew our attention to when 10 of us chestnutters got together with her to be equipped and to grow in our ability to cross or to communicate and connect across cultures. So what does Pentecost mean? I think it means, first of all, that diversity and differences are now meant to be embraced rather than to be feared. The Spirit now comes and equips and energizes the followers of Jesus to go to the ends of the earth to welcome all people of every, of every race and gender and orientation and class into, into the family of God. As Nancy put it so beautifully, or pronounced so beautifully, Parthians and Mesopotamians and Cappadocians and Phrygians and Libyans and Cretans and even Lancastrians, gather them all in. There's no one outside the circle of God's love. Did you notice verse 17? God says, I will pour out my spirit on all, all, all flesh. Not just some slice. Did you notice verse 21? So that everyone, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's reconciling love is meant for all people without exceptions. What else does Pentecost mean? Loss of control. Letting go and letting God take over. As Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, the wind blows where it chooses, and you have no idea where it's coming and where it's going. Verse 17, the Spirit will lead our younger generations to see visions, and our older generations to dream dreams, to clamor for how the church needs to change and to look different in order to thrive in our new age. Dead and oppressive structures will be swept away. New and liberating ones will come to life. And in all of this tumult, how can we discern and know where the Spirit of God is at work? By the Spirit's fruit. 
Wherever the Spirit is at work, there will be the flourishing of love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, generosity, help me out, faithfulness, gentleness, and and self-control. And perhaps if we are bold, we can add to Paul's list the flourishing of justice. What does Pentecost mean? Connection. Pentecost is the miracle of the Spirit bringing connection where there used to be only isolation and alienation and division. If we are receptive, I said if, if we are listening, we can expect the Holy Spirit to be constantly prompting us to move ever more toward, toward, toward one another. And friends, this has been happening lately in our church in more ways than I can keep track of anymore. Folks asking others over for Sunday lunch and conversation, going out on walks together, saying yes to challenging work and roles, gathering to give voice to our deepest lament and grief and hope. As it turns out, when we are led by the Holy Spirit, our greatest witness to the world isn't that we agree about everything. We never will. Our greatest witness is how much we love each other even when we don't. The Holy Spirit, this fire of love in our bones, in our flesh, holds us together. Finally, one last thing about Pentecost. What does this mean? It means communion. You know, some time ago, we set communion Sunday for this Sunday, not knowing that it was Pentecost. And then as Pentecost got closer, I thought, my goodness, how are we going to ever integrate Pentecost and communion? But then I opened the book of Acts. And you can see at the end of chapter 2 that this whole coming of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit guides this community to gather in one another's homes, gather together to break bread together. Which is code for what we are doing here today. And this breaking of bread and sharing of the cup between rich and poor, male and female, slave and free, folks who have no business being together, becomes the radical sign of the inbreaking kingdom of God. So with the church in every age, let us cry out, Come, Holy Spirit. Come comfort, 
Come groan and pray in us. Come trouble us. Come bring us together. Come change us in ways that can be picked up on video and can't. Come change us into a community of folks that look and act evermore like Jesus. Amen.